We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, yeah. We thought we were going to be talking a lot of winter classic here. Woo, thank on, God. On the virgin <laughs> excursion of Gresham Foyer. At Gresham Foyer, W-E-I on Twitter. I think it's the same on Instagram, right, William? Uh, Billy Lanny is now ascended into the running the social uh, media portion of this here program that you're going to hear on WEEI each and every Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. And, uh, Foyer, let's just jump right into it. Yes, sir. Because, and I do not say this glibly, we almost watched a man die on television last night. Yeah, and I don't know, and I feel like that's, like where I have to start because my initial reaction watching it live was just that. I remember screaming to my wife who was upstairs. I was like, you got to come down. Like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. This is like, I feel like this guy's going to die on the field. Because what I was doing, I was just watching just the trainers, the, the, uh, the on-field uh, doctors. Because, you know, when someone gets hurt, you know, they run out there. Usually the players will stand over them. And usually it's like the guy's rolling around and it's no big deal. The initial reaction from the players was so severe and so significant. And then the reaction of the first medic or trainer that got out there was was just, just you know, extreme level of concern. And then they all got their radios, right? And so they're, they're immediately talking on the radios. They're motioning. And then you see these guys running, sprinting onto the field with these big, giant blue bags that they keep all their stuff in. So then I was like, this is this is something that is like much more severe than anybody is willing to admit or can understand. And obviously, it got to the point where you're like, this guy's fighting for his life. Yeah. That was that and then and then and then Gresham, the other thing is I just and I went to like and you know, I know a lot of people don't want to talk about like the why, like what happened, like how did it happen? Did he did he break his neck? Did he have a heart attack? Was it cardiac arrest? None of that was being brought up. I wanted to know like how did this happen? It was a routine hit. Something you see, it wasn't violent. It wasn't a violent collision. And they only showed the replay one time. Well, I saw it twice. Oh, okay. I saw it All twice. Right. I the I saw they came back and then once they realized it was really bad, they didn't want to play it anymore. And they went to the wide shot, yeah. which yeah. you know is kind of the oh, there's the real signal from the TV people that something's really wrong. Yeah, because you tell me, he makes the tackle. Yep. He stands up. And then he collapses. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing that comes into your mind when you see something like that? Stroke, heart attack. You know what it reminded me of? Now, this goes way back in the day, but there was an umpire named John McSherry who on opening day in either 89 or 90, I think it was, home plate umpire in Cincinnati, heels <laughs> over of a heart attack right there on the field. And when they showed him, he knew something was wrong. And his last couple of steps, McSherry like wobbled and then went down. 
this wasn't even that. This was Hamlin standing up. What got me was how his head hit the turf. Because you knew that everything had stopped at that point. Because he didn't, like, go limp and sort of yeah. slump down. It was... It like, and he yeah. smacked his bean real hard on the He got almost like a whiplash. Like, like Tua. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then that's the other thing I thought of. But then... So now I'm thinking, okay, it's it's got to be a delayed concussion? Like, that's... Because then I saw him kind of frozen. That you see a lot with yep. guys who have concussions. They freeze. Okay, so maybe this is a delay. But he got hit in the chest. So what actually happened... I mean, I know, like, there's you know, obviously thoughts and prayers, and there's a lot of concern, and we will get into it, obviously. But what I think happened, I'm not a doctor, so don't at mention me. Here we go. Is this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I'm not a doctor. Okay, I'm However, not. However, I'm going to play okay, one on, I'm gonna, on television. I'm going to play a poor doctor uh, my first time. So, obviously, what? So, so, he gets hit, and the contusion causes some sort of cardiac arrest where it, like, throws his heart out of you know, rhythm, rhythm, right? Yep. And then he falls down. And so then they realize it. Cause what I've heard is they, they ran to the scene. They check him. He doesn't have a pulse. Can you imagine if you're a player and you're there and they're, and then you're listening to them because everybody's gathered around. They haven't pushed him back yet. They say, well, he doesn't have a pulse. So then, well, you gotta, you gotta do the defibrillator, right? You gotta give him CPR. Well, yep. you got, you gotta cut his clothes off, right? You gotta get his pads off. There's that too. So imagine the visual of these guys witnessing this in real time. Who are huddling around their teammate to try to protect him so people can't see what's going on in the stadium. But then, but everybody but everybody figured it but out. But everybody's still curious of what's going on. Well, They're, people like you who are smart to know what to look for figured out when there's the running of people going on and off the field that you know something's It up. just looked right away. It looked like this was not your routine ACL, MCL. It wasn't your routine concussion. It was something so much more severe and dangerous. Like, I was legit thinking that this guy is going to die on the field. Mm-hmm. That is what my original thought was based on the commotion and and, and, and just how the, the you know, how Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were handling it. Like, nobody was saying anything. And they didn't know what to say. And I know we're going to get to the ESPN coverage of it a little bit later on and sort of how they handled the whole thing. Believe it or not, it was, for me, as crazy as this sounds, it was easier to figure out that there was an issue with his heart because, A, you started to see some people tweeting, but, again, big wrestling nerd here, but the wrestler Jerry Lawler, who was longtime announcer at WWE, he's 60-some years old. This is a couple years ago. He gets in the ring. He takes an elbow from another wrestler on the chest. It knocks his heart out of rhythm. He's back doing commentary. 20 minutes later, he keels over of a heart attack. They had to almost, like, stop raw. They had the medical people, like you said, running out near ringside. They focused on the ring. All you saw were fans moving out of the ways. They wheeled Jerry Lawler out of the announce area with a guy doing compressions on his chest. They got him to the hospital, saved his life. Jerry Lawler tweeted out, hey, he took a hit to the chest, and I know what that can do. So it knocks your heart out of rhythm. We had a texture. It's called uh, Commodio Cordis. Right. Thank you, Doc Flynn, for putting that out there. The great Doc Flynn who was all over this. But but that's the thing. Like, he took that hit in the chest, and then you could see him kind of uh, hit the deck. The NFL handled it how, in your opinion? Well, initially, it was terrible. 
initially, as far as just okay, so there's two you different mean, like, levels. As you're watching well, real time, you're well, thinking. Well, no, okay, so wait, so as far as how did the, how the NFL like medics and staff handled it? Of course, I thought they were. Uh, that's a, this is an example you should show every college, every other team. Absolutely, this is like battlefield type stuff. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to keep this guy alive in real time. We're going to take turns pumping his heart so he doesn't pass out. Like that's what they were doing. They were taking turns breathing for him because he couldn't breathe. So I thought that was. As far as how they reacted in real time, I know they trained for it. It was almost like, you know, like you hear these the military exercises. They go, this is not a drill. <laughs> this is a real-ass emergency. Don't, don't half-step it. Right? I always love it's the real-ass emergency. That's, a, that's the sounder. That's the official sounder. Oh, well, we know. We've done this exercise before. No. No, they say, no, listen, all the other times we were kidding. All the other times we were just, we wanted to see if you guys were ready. This is not a drill. Get the real equipment. Bring your real. Bring your A game. We got to. This is not a drill. Those people turned on a dime a and were ready to handle it. I thought, that, about, I thought that part was amazing. But what about the league office in terms of just the timing of everything? Because on Twitter last night, now again, it's the lynch mob of Twitter. We understand. But last night there were a lot of people. This isn't hard. Postpone the game. Da da da. All that. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. I understand that's the right move, but if you're the league, like if you're Roger Goodell and you're in New York, you're talking to, and I forget the name of the woman that was there representing the league, you're definitely talking to her because she's in communication with the head coaches. But if you're the league and you're Goodell, don't you have to almost kind of be like, okay, let me take a half a step back here and figure out what are we going to do about this game? What are we going to do about next week? We have playoffs that we can't move. And for as much as in the moment, I know Skip Bayless got into some trouble with it. I'm talking about Roger Goodell in New York with his schedule people, in his own thoughts, in the shroud of secrecy, saying, holy F, what do we do if we have to postpone this game? Or he knows players ain't going to go out and play. We ain't gonna, We, we got to postpone this game. Oh, my God, what do we do? There had to at least have been a 10-minute discussion about that along the way while they were waiting for what was the inevitable decision, what they had to do last night, the human thing to do, which is postpone. Yeah, but you. But what happened with the – who was the person who said, you got five minutes, You're right? It's like there's a lightning strike, and they send all the players in, and they say, listen, okay, come back out. You got each team has 15 minutes to warm up. Right. Who was the guy who said, all right, ambulance is off the field. All right. Wrap it up. You guys get back into, uh, you know, reps and, like, start tackling and stuff like this. Get ready to play. Who was that guy? I don't know. Who was that lady? Who was that you, man? And do you think that was real or do you think that was? Yeah, well, they were talking about it. Well, they were. But do you think it might have been chaos in the middle of communication? Because I really wonder if the white hat who is watching them pump life into a player was the one who was like, all right, about uh, about nine o'clock, we'll uh, kick this thing back off again. Yeah, I got a plane go. to catch. I'm going to get home. Like it doesn't feel like that would, if it was communicated to the officials on the field. To me, those people had nothing to do with it. See, that's a, that's interesting because would you call it chaos in the midst of communication? Yeah, whatever. Communication did I, did in I the I midst of chaos. That right? Thank you. Okay. Yes. Usually, don't get it the first time. Because I do think protocol, and I think these guys are conditioned because they've seen this. They've seen ambulances and guys get hurt and guys get carted off the field plenty of times, and they just go, "All right, well, let's go." I mean, rain delay, same thing, lightning strike, whatever. Okay, we don't too much wind, eh, whatever. TV isn't working, whatever. Five minutes, get warmed up again. So maybe that's what it was. Because I feel like 
Hey, do you ever heard of that rule as a player? What rule? The the five whole the, the hey, we got five minutes. Everybody stretch out again. Let's go and play. I know this was a unique situation. I feel like they just said five minutes. I feel like they just made up five minutes. Got it. I don't think it's like if I looked at the handbook, the NFL a delay of game handbook. Well, that's what I possible wonder. Possible death on the field handbook. You played for one of the more meticulous <laughs> coaches of all time. Yeah. It makes me wonder if in camp it was one of those. All right, guys, this is deep into the book, but here we go. So and, so and, when so when Demar Hamlin was on the on the ground right and they used ESPN used that wide shot so you couldn't see anything nope and the crowd was so eerily silent mm-hmm. that was another aspect because nobody left they just stayed until it was announced that the game was suspended they put the you know the they put know, it up on the big board yeah that was it to me um, there was as soon as I saw I was like there's no way they're playing this game you can just tell like they weren't going to play the game. And I feel like, you know, the whole five-minute thing was a joke. Well, I think the five-minute thing got wrapped up in all of this in some way, shape, or form. And in reality, I don't know if it was ever real. The coaches were the ones that were talking to each other. Maybe that was a miscommunication just to Joe Buck and he blurted it out or whatever because it seemed like they backed off that real quick. Once everybody went inside and then they said it was suspended, then everybody kind of backed off and then it was, well, let's go back to Bristol or New York City or wherever it was in terms of ESPN covering this. They did the right thing. Now, again, the discussions we're going to engage in are not so much Hamlin-related. However, there's a cause and an effect that we do have to address. And I hope that people do understand that it is the natural course of talk, considering New England plays Buffalo on Sunday, supposedly. It does affect us here. It affects the division. It does affect the on the field. So I think it's just SOP to say we're all praying for this kid to pull through. It was shocking, it was alarming, it was scary last night. But there are other layers of this that need to be discussed, and we are going to get into it here with Gretchen Foyer. It is the Virgin Excursion, the Maiden Voyage, however you want to call it. 617-779-7937. Text us at 37937. And, of course, the Twitch chat is all up and fired up today. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Troy Vincent, as a texter sends in, Troy Vincent debunked the five-minute nonsense. Don't ever believe that guy. Just Google him and see what he did in terms of players' money, and you'll realize how duplicitous Troy Vincent is. I bet you I could probably get some off-air stories from Foyer about that guy, <laughs> but we'll have to wait till we're uh, we'll have to wait until we're a little deeper in to start throwing NFL officials uh, under the bus. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.